Good morning. How you guys doing today? You over your, your sugar comatose and food comatose, you know what I'm saying, that Christmas time. Hey, welcome to church today. My name is Andrew. For those of you that do not know me, I am the lead pastor. I want to welcome everybody that is online right now, watching us, sitting in your pajamas, eating a beignet, drinking a latte. Thank you so much for tuning in and staying connected to Passionate Life Church. It is good to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen? Amen. It is the last Sunday before the new year, and uh, man, I am so, so excited. Next week, uh, I will be uh, telling us the word for the year, okay, that God has just really spoken to me, and it's just going to... It's going to resonate throughout the whole year, and, and I fought him on it, you know, just like I fought him on it last year because our word last year was brokenness, and, and, and this year I fought him on it, and then I read the definition, and I'm like, okay, yep, mm-hmm, yep, that's what you got for us this year, and it's going to be awesome. 2022 is going to be amazing. Uh, I'm going to be preaching next week, starting a new series. I have no idea what the name of it is, but it's going to be good. Come on, somebody. And... Uh, uh, we'll be talking about prayer and fasting probably for the whole month of January, um, and I want to encourage you guys, uh, don't be scared, okay? I know many of you have never fasted and prayed before. It is going to be awesome, okay? It is going to be a tremendous experience for you, and we are going to help you through it. Uh, we're doing 21 days uh, of uh, devotions every single day. I think we have like 17 or 18 different people from our church that are doing uh, podcast devotions on our YouTube channel, and so I want to encourage you, man, subscribe to our YouTube YouTube channel, um, so you get those notifications every single day. It's just going to help you start out your day, and, and it's going to keep us unified as a church as we're, you know, going through the same devotions. We're going to be praying the same prayers. It's really going to keep us unified, and so, man, it, it's going to be an exciting year, and, and man, it, it will be the greatest year of our life if it's the closest we've ever been to Jesus. Amen? Amen. Awesome. Okay, uh, down to earth, part four, we're wrapping up this uh, series today. And look, I know there's kids in the crowd today, okay? So depending on how well you listen today, okay, I can either preach for seven minutes or 77 minutes, okay? It's, but it's all on you, it, you know, how you're responding and, and, and uh, you know, processing the information today, okay? Uh, it's, it's going to be uh, a compressed message today, but I believe it's a word from the Lord to get us prepared uh, for the new year. Uh, I, I want to show you some, some pictures this morning, okay? I want to go ahead and put the first picture up here, okay? <clears throat> I don't know if you guys have ever seen Elf on a shelf, okay? But this is an Elf in some cocoa. Let's continue. Next one, okay? This Elf is riding a deer, okay? Uh, let's, let's see the next picture. Okay, I love this one. Jake is taking it to this elf. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Last, last picture. This one's my favorite one. Okay. Some underwear. Okay. And the elf. So what does this have to do with my message today? Not very much. Okay. It's for the kids, and so you guys to loosen up and laugh, okay? And it rhymes with the title of my message today, okay? Putting yourself on a shelf. Putting yourself on a shelf. 
elf season is over, okay? Elf season's over. We got some claps from elf season's over. Elf season is over, and it's time for us to put ourselves on a shelf as we enter into a new year. Come on, let's pray. And then we'll get into God's word today. Father, we thank you for this moment. This is your moment, Holy Spirit. I thank you for every person that's in this room today and watching online. It is not by mistake that they're here and watching and tuning in, God. God, we just come against the the, the spirit of distraction right now. We bind and rebuke Satan away from our heart and our minds and and, uh, the busyness of this season. God, we just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would have these next 20 to 25 minutes, Lord, that these are yours, Holy Spirit, God. Father, open our hearts and minds to the understanding of your word. Jesus, get me out of the way, all of you and none of me, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen Amen and amen. Let's jump right into it today, Philippians 2, 2 through 4. Now, the Apostle Paul is talking to the church at Philippi. You need to understand that this is important context to know that Uh, Paul is talking to Christians here. He's talking to church people. He's not talking to to people outside of the church. He's talking to Christians and church people here. He says, then make me truly happy. And and as I was reading this passage this this week, I, I think what makes the Apostle Paul truly happy, I think we can apply it to our own lives too. Okay, and I'll show you how this works. Okay, this is what he says. Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other loving one another and working together with one mind and purpose. Okay, parents, okay? Just put your children into that sentence, okay? What would truly make us happy is if my kids wholeheartedly agreed with each other and didn't fight and put each other in chokeholds. (laughs) Loving one another working together, man, could you imagine your kids working together, working together with one mind and purpose. Do that with, do that with your marriage. Do that with your spouse, right? Like you want to make your you know, spouse truly happy, agree wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, working together with one mind and body and purpose, right? Put anything, put your workplace in there, man. Can you imagine, like, man, if this is your workplace, if this was your marriage, if this is your family dynamic, right? And so what the apostle Paul is saying, hey, you want to make me truly happy? And listen, he's talking to the church here. He's not talking about the outside. He's saying, you know what? Man, if you guys could just agree wholeheartedly together. If you guys could just love, truly love one another, work together with one mind and purpose, man, what a powerful church we would become. He says this, don't be selfish or put yourself on a shelf. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. That's a hard one, okay? Like, there's sometimes you just, you read through scripture, right? And you're just like, I'm not doing a very good job of that right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like this is what the scripture does for us, right? This is what the Bible does for us. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourself. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. And so... As Christians, okay, we should want to try and reach people for Jesus, okay? Let me help you out. <laughs> New Year's resolution, 
reach more people for Jesus, okay? And, and w- the questions that I get many times from people is like, how do I do that? Like, I don't even know where to start. Like, like you know, how do I reach people at my work or, or family or friends? Like, how do I even do that? And I think the Apostle Paul gives us a great place to start, and it's this. If we want to reach people for Jesus, we need to take an interest in people's lives, we need to actually take interest in what other people are interested in, okay? Now, I know there's some people that go and they street witness and, you know, they smack people in the face with the Bible. And, and sometimes that works, you know, sometimes that might work. But for most people, getting smacked in the face with anything really doesn't work. Most people want to know that you care about them before you introduce them to Jesus, okay? They, and what I... What I call it is building an interest bridge with somebody, okay? They just want to know that you care about their life, right? And, and, and some of you are here today, and you're like, Pastor, if you knew the lady that sat next to me at work, she's got 52 cats, and all she wants to do is talk to me about her cats for two and a half hours. Fufu and Fifi and Tinkerbell and here, here, here. With those people, this is what you can do. Doris, listen, I got, I got two minutes before I jump into a meeting. Tell me about your cats for two minutes. I think we could do two minutes, right? It, it's building an interest bridge with people, right? So they know that they care. Listen, we're living in a time now, and it's almost going on two years. There's a lot of people that are broken and hurting, and they just want someone to listen to them for a few minutes, to know that somebody cares about them. Someone loves them. Listen, many of you, man, I'll have conversations with you, and I'll take interest in whatever you're interested in. There's, man, I remember having conversations with people about hunting and shooting guns, and, and they'll, man, I'll spend hours talking about those two subjects, and then they'll ask me afterwards, like, where do you hunt? I'm like, I don't. <laughs> I've been hunting once in my life. Okay, well, what kind of guns do you shoot? I don't own a gun. I don't have one. But I'll talk to you about it. Why? Because I'm creating interest bridges in you. Because I really care about you. I love you. And I want you to know that I am interested in what you're interested in. Because I want to create a Jesus interest bridge with you and me. And that's what, man, and, and that's something that we all can do. Create interest bridges. Because what happens in, specifically in family and workplace dynamics is that when something bad happens and you've created a Jesus interest bridge with them or a care interest bridge with them, they will come to you when they're hurting. Yeah. And they're saying, man, what do you do when you're hurt? What do you do when this happens? And that's when we can introduce them to Jesus, Okay. So if we want to reach more people for Jesus in 2022 in our lives, we need to focus on building interest bridges. All right, the seriousness of selfishness, okay? The seriousness of selfishness. James, the brother of Jesus, says this in James 3, 15 through 17. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. And so when we think about selfishness, Selfishness and jealousy, like they, they hold hands. Like most of the time, they're they're always together. Almost with, when there's selfishness present, jealousy is, is really close by. Whether it's holding hands with it or, or close by, uh, jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. 
Okay? What's demonic? Demonic is anything that's from the devil. Okay? Do you see the, the seriousness of selfishness? Like how serious selfishness is in our lives? What kind of, of atmosphere that it creates in our life when we're really internal and all we think about is ourself? For wherever there is jealousy and self, selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of some kind, evil of uh, just the big sins. No, 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 no. Every kind of evil. I mean, just think about that for a moment. How dangerous the spirit of selfishness is. And, and, and man, many times the spirit of selfishness, it rises up during this season, this Christmas season, and, and you're like, what did I get for Christmas? What did I not get for Christmas? And you go on social media, and, and, and Susie got a Mercedes Benz, and you got a hair tie. Come on, somebody. <laughs> right? Like, like, like you, man, selfishness and jealousy can just begin to just boil up to the top, and as you're comparing what, you know, what other people got and what they didn't get and, and what type of vacation they want to, they want to the Bahamas during Christmas. Do you know what I'm saying? And then, man, this just this is a breeding ground for Satan to just attack us with these things that are not from God, these, these demonic things that are not from God, right? And so, but the wisdom from above is, first of all, pure. It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. So let me ask you a question today. Let me ask you a question today. What is being planted in your field? Okay? Because to produce fruit, you need, you need seeds. Okay? You need to plant seeds in your, your field. Jesus uses the illustration uh, of fields all of the time, right? And it represents our life. What are we growing in in our life today? We should always be growing somewhere in our area. What type of seeds are you planting in your field? Because James tells us that uh, we can plant seeds of selfishness. We can plant seeds of jealousy in our field. And, and what happens when we do that is those things grow right alongside the fruit. And many times those things choke the fruit out. Jesus talks about that, okay? What are we planting in our fields? What, what, what type of seeds are we putting in our field? Are, are we planting fruits of love and peace and gentleness in our lives? Or are we planting selfish ambition, or, you know, comparison, jealousy? Because can choke out the good things that are in our lives. Well, we've got to focus on putting ourselves on a shelf. Putting ourselves on a shelf going into the new year. Because, man, we want, we want to produce good fruit, right? We, we want to produce good fruit. We want to reach people for Jesus. And we think about the life of Jesus, right? We think about the life uh, of Jesus. And Jesus would hang out with sinners, right? That, that, that's what the religious people had such issues with Jesus. He would hang out with tax collectors and, and, and sinners. And he would actually go to their house, right? He'd actually go and hang out with their house. What do you think Jesus was doing in that moment? He was creating interest bridges with them 
right? So when he presented himself, eternal life to them, they're like, this guy cares about me. This guy loves me. Man, I know what's in this guy's heart. And so they were, it was easier for them to follow Jesus. Why? Because he built this interest bridge with them. What type of bridges are we building? What are we planting in our fields? Last passage today, Romans 12, 10 through 12. Love each other with a genuine affection. Love each other, like really love each other, right? Like just, don't say I love you just, just because you say it, but, but really mean it. Like, like mean the things that you're saying. When you compliment somebody, really mean it. Love each other with genuine affection. Take delight in honoring each other. Man, when we honor somebody, okay, it takes the spotlight off of us and shines it on them. When we honor somebody, come on, when we honor our parents, when we, when we honor our teachers, when we honor our grandparents, even when we honor our children, we, we take the spotlight off of us and we put it on them. When we honor a coworker that doesn't deserve honor, when we honor a coworker or a family member that doesn't even deserve it, man, that takes Man, that takes a humble approach. It's taking the spotlight off of you and putting it on them. Come on, we need to honor one another. Never be lazy. Never be lazy. Laziness is a form of selfishness. Laziness is a form of selfishness. Now, listen, I'm not talking about Sabbathing, okay? I'm not talking about having that day of rest okay, where you're recharging and, and the Holy Spirit is filling you up and, and you're getting recharged spiritually. Uh, I'm, just talking, I'm talking about being lazy, okay? I'm talking about not wanting to help someone because it's inconvenient for your life, okay? I'm talking about, like, I, oh, I don't want to help that, that person move because then I can't binge watch my Netflix series, right? Like, like, that's what laziness does. Laziness keeps us trapped. And many times laziness stops us from, man, experiencing all that God has in store for our life. And today, it's easy to be lazy. We've got, we've got nice big TVs. We've got video games. We've got tablets. We've got, man, we've got so many things to distract us and keep us stagnant. That's why the Apostle Paul says, never be lazy. Look what he says. He says, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Some of you, you don't serve God. You don't serve God's house because you're lazy. That's just the only excuse that you have is that you're being lazy. That's why you don't serve. That's why you don't give. That's why you don't participate in a life group is because you're being lazy. And you thought today was going to be a softball sermon. You're like, you're like, you know, there's no way he's going to preach hard today. Come on, it's the day after Christmas. My heart for you as your pastor is that you would experience all that God has for you. And, and serving is part of it. Serving is part of, uh, of putting yourself on a shelf and saying, man, I want to serve God's house. Man, man, I see the big picture. I see the big vision. Man, I want to give. I want to serve. I want to be a part of what God is doing in this house. 
And so, man, I don't want to be lazy, but I'm going to put God first in my life. Serve the Lord enthusiastically. Listen, there's no other way to serve the Lord but enthusiastically. Like, there should never be a grumpy usher, okay? Come <laughs> on, somebody. A greeter who's got a bad attitude. You know what I'm saying? Like, guys, we just went through, a, you know, 2020, right? Where, man, the church was ripped from us. We couldn't gather together, right? Like, man, we should be so grateful. Man, it is such a privilege to gather together. To be able to gather together as a corporate body and one accord and, and, and worship God. And, and, and so, man, there's no other way to, to serve the Lord other than doing it enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Listen, our hope does not come from a paycheck. Our hope does not come from a government. Our hope doesn't come from what country you live in or what state that you live with. Our, our hope comes from Jesus. And listen, the reason why we have so much hope is not because Jesus came and, and was born as a baby, and yes, he was born as a baby, it's because he came to die for us on that cross over 2,000 years ago. You, you want to talk about somebody that put themselves on a shelf? He could have came and, and commanded everybody to worship him. He could have came to be governor or mayor or, 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 you know, king. He could have came to be king of this earth, right? Instead, he puts himself on a shelf. And we see moments where Jesus is taking the worst job. He, he's in a house, right? And he's, he takes a cloth and, and he begins to wash the feet of every single person in the room, which was, that was the lowest servant's job. Like, like the lowest of the lowest servant's job was to wash the people's feet. And there's Jesus. He's down on his knees, washing people's feet. Why? Because he came to serve, not to be served. He put himself on a shelf. Why? So we have this incredible example. And some of us, we struggle with happiness because we're so self-absorbed. We're so into self. Me, myself, and I, right? We literally have 4,200 pictures of ourselves in random bathrooms. <laughs> put up, man, we've got to put ourselves on the shelf like Jesus did some 2,000 years ago. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. Listen, we're going to experience trouble in this next year. That's what I love about Jesus and, and, and Scripture. It never avoids the fact that we're going to experience difficulty and struggles, right? We're, we're going to experience trouble. Maybe you're, you're experiencing something serious today. Look, look, that's, that's part of it, okay? That, that's part of it. Being in, in a life that's, you know, being in a world that's broken, Okay? What's, what's the Apostle Paul encouragement? Just be patient. Be patient in trouble. Well, so, so, Pastor, what should I do? Keep praying. Okay, well, what else should I do, Pastor? 
keep praying, right? Like, 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 man, like, I know we don't like those answers, and, and sometimes because it seems so simple, but man, this is the answer for us to be patient, that our hope isn't in anything else, who we're dating, who we're married to, what I do for a living, how much money I have, in, but my identity is in Christ and Christ alone. I find my hope in Jesus, and so I know that he's never going to leave me or forsake me, and that when I'm in trouble and I'm going through difficulty, my job is to keep hope alive and to keep praying, because I know my God loves me and he cares about me. And for some of you, you, you need to, man, this next year, you need to dive headlong and getting plugged into church, getting into a life group, getting on a serve team, so you can be surrounded with people that will encourage you on this journey with Jesus. We need to put ourselves on a shelf. The reason why some of us aren't happy is because we're, we're so internal, so focused on selfish desires and needs. And we need to be just focused on other people. Come on, 2022, we're going to be so selfless that we're going to serve. We're going to give more financially to the kingdom of God than we've ever given before. Man, we're going to reach more people for Jesus than we've ever reached people for Jesus. 2022 is going to be a great year. Why? Because we're going to put ourselves on a shelf. And it's going to be the year we're closest to Jesus. If you guys can, let's stand to our feet. As your pastor, this is the most important time of the service. And this is our response time. And it's one thing to hear a word. It's one thing to read scripture. It's one thing, you know, to, to you know, pray about things, right? And what I want to continue to teach you is to respond to the Lord. When, when you hear something, you know, you know, from the Lord, when you read something, it's our job to respond, not just read it and walk away, right? Not, not just, you know, have a prayer time and walk away, but we're supposed to respond to it with action. And so that's what this moment is about here today. And, and what we've done here at Passionate Life Church, we've created three stations to help us to connect and respond to God. Uh, the first station is the station of the cross. We've got pieces of paper up here. You can write whatever you want and stick it to the cross and say, in Jesus' name, it is finished. Jesus said on that cross that it is finished. There's some of you here today that... There's some things in your life that are unfinished that Jesus says, I want to finish that today. I don't want you to take that into 2022, okay? And you need to do that today. And listen, if you're here as a family and you want to do something, man, I want to encourage you, do it as a family. We don't get to do this very often where, where the kids are in the room with us. And so I want to encourage you, man, respond together as a family. The second station uh, is the station of the altar. Here at Passion Life Church, we call it a trading post because God makes really good trades, Okay? If you came in with anxiety or stress or depression, man, you, you can come and say, God, I, I put these at the altar. Holy Spirit, give me peace. Give me joy in this moment, and he will make that good trade, okay? Or if you just want to get alone and pray, you can do that. And then uh, the third station is the station of the prayer cove. Now, we've seen God do so many amazing things here at Passionate Life Church, and it's always through prayer. It's always through the power of prayer. And so that's why, man, in the new year, um, man, we at 1130, we are going to ring in the new year praying, okay? We're going to be praying. We're going to ring in the new year in prayer. I want to encourage you, man, you got... 
come. If you're not doing anything, come. Or if you are doing something, come, right? 1130, come on, ringing in the new year with prayer and the power of prayer is going to be so, so uh, powerful. So I want to invite you to do that. Man, if you're struggling today, don't struggle alone, okay? If you're not struggling today, you just need some encouragement. Maybe you just need some wisdom. Maybe you just want a prayer partner to pray over you and your family. I want to encourage you to do that this morning. Come on, let's pray, and then we're going to respond to the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for this moment. Holy Spirit, this is your moment. And you've called us to respond. You're already stirring some things up in our hearts and our minds. And and so, God, we just want to respond to your Holy Spirit this, this morning, right now. Again, we come against the enemy right now the father of lies. We banish him right now in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, I just pray your truth. Holy Spirit, I just pray just that supernatural love would pour out this place, God, that we would begin to genuinely love each other and get along, Father, and be in unity and be in one accord, God. God, we want all that you have in store for our life in 2022. And so, Holy Spirit, we put ourselves on a shelf right now in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, Open our hearts and minds to all that you have for us right now in this moment. In Jesus' name.